Kathy was part of the team that helped make Discovery Elementary School one of a handful of trailblazing net positive energy schools in the country. So through a combination of energy efficient building design, geothermal heating and cooling, solar power, and energy awareness of the students and school staff, the school amazingly produces more on-site clean energy than it consumes. And what's more impressive is that it was constructed at the same cost as a traditional school. So today she'll be sharing insights of how they achieved this and lessons learned. And so Kathy, before you begin, let me give you a quick idea of the kind of people with whom you're talking. So our Charlottesville team started just under four months ago and already they've met with the chair of the city school board, the city environmental sustainability managers and the COO and environmental manager for the county school districts. So three meetings in total so far. And after your presentation today, we'll be writing letters to editors to recognize Albemarle County School District's energy efficiency improvements, which will save $8.7 million over 12 years and eliminate 3,500 tons of carbon emissions per year. So that gives you an idea of who's in the room with me today. So I'm going to, Kathy, I'm going to go ahead much. and... Sure, I'm going to go ahead and switch the screen over to you. Control panel in the question box, and we'll be able to see it there. And once Kathy's done, and we'll be able to um, call on some people to ask questions. All right, Kathy, take it away. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for having us and inviting us to speak on Discovery Elementary and sharing some of our lessons learned in building this school, as well as our approach to sustainability in the school district. So what I'd like to share with you first is kind of giving you a background on how we achieved zero net energy for this school, you know, where how we started with sustainability, working together jointly with our county counterparts, and then talking about Discovery Elementary, the process that we started, the design, the construction, and then really how our design team truly integrated the building with the learning approach for the staff and the students and how we achieved zero net energy. I'd like to share with you some of our preliminary data from fiscal year 17 and also show you our energy dashboard, which is really a real time live dynamic learning tool that we use for the students at the school as well as students throughout our district. And then finally wrap up with the lessons learned. So we are very fortunate here in Arlington, Virginia, to have a county that's very progressive and very has embraced sustainability early on. So as we approached building new schools and new joint facilities, um, the county really kind of led that task in terms of putting together a green building policy and really saying that, you know, it's upon us as county leaders and school leaders to try to build sustainable facilities. So we had a LEED Silver policy in place since 2008. Many of our schools then achieved um, LEED Gold from 2008 to through, through 2016. So our three high schools are LEED Gold, and then we have a joint facility that we share with the county that's also LEED Gold. When we needed a new elementary school um, and our design team was brought on board, which is a VMDO from Charlottesville, Virginia, and also CMTA, who are our mechanical, electrical, and plumbing design engineers 
from Kentucky, they are the ones that actually convinced us that we could achieve a zero net energy building. And they really had the wealth of knowledge and experience to show us and kind of lead the way and kind of guide us and to help us convince our leaders to our executive leadership team that this was achievable. Along with that, the county in 2013 passed their community energy plan, which was an extremely ambitious plan to lower carbon emissions 75% by 2050 to about three metric tons per capita per year. So we really have good partnerships here in the county. And that's, I mean, we were just very fortunate to have good teams to work with to achieve this accomplishment. Discovery Elementary is a neighborhood school. Arlington County is continues to grow in population and in student population. We are actually um, scheduled to open three new schools in 2019. So as we continue to grow, it's really incumbent upon us to find sustainable solutions um, because the budget doesn't continue to grow at that rapid rate. And we really need to find where we can find savings and reduce our costs in utilities and find energy efficiencies. Discovery is a school that serves a pre-K to a grade five student cohort. It's almost 100,000 square feet. And the beauty of Discovery, the design teams, um, just their experience and their confidence is that they targeted the energy use intensity, which is similar, like a building has an energy use intensity, which is similar to a car's miles per gallon, how efficient it is. And they targeted Discovery to be 21.1, which is actually one third of your typical elementary school's energy use intensity. So if you look at Energy Star Portfolio Manager, a, a typical elementary school is about 72 kBTU per square foot. So they were targeting discovery before putting on the solar array at 21.1. And the actual energy use intensity actually was even under that, it was at 15.8. We were fortunate, like I said, to have really a strong design team and really an integrated team. So often what we've experienced in the past when building new schools is we have a design team, you know, and they have the architects, your, your engineers, your civil people, your site people, and they're all working on their expertise area or their focus, and then they come together. And sometimes, you know, pieces and parts don't match as well. And then the design team leaves and it goes to your general contractor. And so there's a lot of gaps that could be missed. The beauty of this is the design team was very integrated. They worked closely together. There were a lot of trade-offs that had to be made because we had to be within our budget. And I know our engineers worked very closely with the architects, you know, seeing what part of the design would work and still achieve their energy goals. So I know that the architects wanted more windows and they wanted you know, very high efficient windows, but then the engineering team was able to convince them that even good efficient windows, but then using total LED lighting throughout the school campus would still achieve our goals and still be aesthetically pleasing. And they were able to site this elementary school on part of our middle school campus. So what you see behind that elementary school is Williamsburg Middle School. And we also had a lot of additional site work because we had two soccer fields and a baseball field. So one of the most important things for building any new building is how you site it, which direction, north, south, east, west, the massing and your building envelope. So getting that building envelope as tight as can be really is a, 
a very foundational approach before you think about high efficient equipment, before you think about geothermal heating and cooling, before you think about throwing in the solar arrays. If you have a tight building envelope, you, you're less likely to have air leaks. You know, the fenestration is very tight so that your building can maintain a temperature, you know, throughout the season and in a fairly steady way. And then, like I said, our lighting throughout this, this school on the facility is all LED. And then we were able to use geothermal wells as well as solar PV array. The construction is always hard and construction is always messy. So what the design team focused on is they stayed with us throughout. They just didn't hand over the design to the general contractor and then, you know, kind of watched from afar. They were really part of this whole process. They ensured that when the building envelope was installed, it was we used insulated concrete forms for this building, that they were installed properly, that they did blow tests to make sure that the building envelope was tight. They looked at how you know the equipment was placed. So if the goal was to achieve a net zero school, we wanted as much available roof space as possible. So all the mechanical equipment had to go in the school. And then that's a trade-off because Architects like to use all the space available with inside, but we needed to have mechanical rooms in the school. So they were able to work that out. And then the final piece, which is really important, is measuring and verifying. So oftentimes when we've used LEED in the past, LEED has a lot of good qualities. You know, indoor air quality, low VOCs, really improving that environment. But the one area where LEED was not as strong in the past was energy in terms of measurement and verification. So a design team could say, oh yes, this is gonna be more energy efficient. We're gonna bring in all this energy efficient equipment and you should see these savings. And sometimes when the schools opened or when facilities opened as lead gold or lead silver, they were actually less energy efficient um, through the use, you know, if you looked at their utility bills, if you looked at their usage in electricity and natural gas. So the beauty of discovery is we were able to have keep the design team and they had to kind of verify that this was going to be a zero net energy school, that when we operated it with full students and staff, that it was going to be operating as design. The other part of this discovery building that we're very excited about is that we were able to bring on school staff early on during the design process. So the principal, Erin Russo, was part of the building level planning commission group. So she understood kind of the concept for discovery, the, sustainable, the sustainability was gonna be built throughout the school. And she really understood what, how she wanted to tie that into the learning that the students would be doing and into the curriculum that they would use. So what they're doing at Discovery is they're part of the National Wildlife Federation's Eco-Schools program. It's very much student-led. So instead of having a student government, the upper class grades five and grade four and grade five they are now eco-action teams, and they really lead the younger students along and lead, on, lead them on project, whether it's you know lunchtime to reduce waste, they try to compost some of the lunch waste. They actually, if students don't eat any of their lunch, if there's unopened items or uneaten fruit, they actually have a small refrigerator there, they save that and they donate it to our local food pantry. And then they also do transportation transportation tracking, how many kids walk to school, how many kids take the bus, how many kids are riding their bike, and trying to reduce those single occupancy vehicles that drop off their students at school. And then finally, we have a solar laboratory available for our students to go out onto the second floor patio 
to actually move the solar panels and see how much energy they're producing. We have bioretention gardens in the front of the school, and we actually have an, a solar clock at the very front entrance that really shows, you know, as the sun's moving, you know, how, the, how it matches up with the time. So our measurable impacts for our last school year, which goes from June, July 1st, 2016 to June 30th, 2017, is we were net positive. So like I said, our building energy use intensity was about 15.8. Uh, the, the solar array on the roof generated about 19 um, kBTU per square foot. So we were actually net positive. At, at, we generated more power. Our energy cost for this facility is only 13 cents um, per square feet, whereas uh, typical energy cost can be anywhere. I can tell you for utility costs, that includes water, it's about $1.45 a square foot for our average elementary school. And so the utility cost for discovery, which includes water, is only 19 cents a square foot. It's significant, especially if we have 40 facilities in our portfolio in the school district. So our energy cost avoidance for this school is about $100,000 a year. So some of our lessons learned. First, I'd like to kind of switch to our browser to share with you the energy dashboard. So let me do that really quickly. And let me know if you can't see that. So can you see that, Tish? Yes, that looks great. Thanks. OK, so this is actually part of our design team's approach. We were looking for a dynamic dashboard that the students could use. And when we explored existing ones, they were still very passive, whereas they would show like how much energy a building used or a dorm used and show comparisons building to building. They weren't doing live you know, net power production or live power production just to show the students what was happening at this time. So what you're seeing today, and I'm actually not in Arlington today, but I can see that it's fairly sunny in Arlington today. So basically the solar PVs are generating about 335 kW and the building is using extremely low power, as you can see, because it's a Sunday. So it's kind of gone into an unoccupied mode. And then you see the live net power. So we're generating more power than we're using. So if we go into the live net power, and the students have access to this on their iPads. The teachers have access to this in their classroom. So they can pull it up and bring in lessons. You can see for the day how the live net energy just keeps increasing. And we can actually see how we did yesterday. And so you, the students get an idea of how much power is generated on site. Then we can actually switch to the building power and see how much energy you know, the building was consuming today. And then we can actually go back two days because then that'll show a little bit better perspective if we're in session for school. Actually, let's show you a whole week's worth. That might be more beneficial. Oh, it's not. Let me see what's going on with this. Let's see what happens. It might be a little slow trying to bring the all power up. So. Yeah, it looks like it's just taken um, Monday's average. The other thing that's good is uh, this is a virtual tour of Discovery. So this is what I'm going to be giving you. Uh, the students also have access to it. So the students can see you know, the sustainable features in their school. So they can click on any of these icons, and they can learn about LED lighting. 
versus incandescent lighting and why LED is so much more efficient. They can go out onto the outside the window and look at the solar shades and why certain parts of their building have solar shades. And then they can do a whole 360. What we can do is also take you into the mechanical room and the students can then see really what, you know, how their building basically works, you know, how the geothermal wells come up, how it's, you know, brought into their school, what kind of equipment, they can actually see the control system and the inverters that are used to convert the power from DC to AC. So the students have a wide you know, variety of options here to include sustainability into their lessons. Now, I think you should hopefully be seeing again the lessons learned slide. So another lessons that we learned that made Discovery so much more successful than say some of our previous construction projects was our team composition and commitment. So like I said, we really had a great design team that understood kind of the purpose of sustainability and how they could achieve it. They had experience from building previous schools and they really worked closely together. Measurement and verification again is important because as an energy manager, you know, when they're promising you that these schools are going to be more efficient and then you get all these bills and you're looking at how your building operates and you're knowing that it's not meeting those goals, it's very disheartening. And so Discovery was really our first one to meet that target. Here in Virginia, we are still, um, it's renewable power isn't as embraced yet. We hope that it will change. So while we still have only a voluntary renewable portfolio standard, so that solar is hopefully growing, but not as at a rapid rate as some other states, at Discovery, uh, we do have to pay a local utility standby charge to our local utility provider, which is Dominion Energy. So while we produce more power than we use, because we are connected to the grid and we use the infrastructure, we have about $1,000 a month we pay for that service. So that's something we'd like to see change. Recently, Delegate Rip Sullivan that represents Arlington introduced House Bill 1451. And this really allowed Discovery to retain the excess power that they generated. And it was important because since we're generating excess power, what Dominion allows us to do is to keep this credit for up to three years, but then it zeroes it out and we start again, again at you know zero. But what we, what we requested is that for all school districts in Virginia, if they have the capability of generating more power than they use from one site, to use that excess power and to use it as a credit for other school districts in their, port, in their school district, or to use it as a credit for um, money back so that we can apply it to our other utility accounts. And this recently passed in both the Senate and the House. Thank you very much for having me. Great, thank you so much, Kathy. Um, we have a few minutes, maybe I could take one or two questions from the audience. So I don't see any questions from um, the online audience. How about here in our Charlottesville team? Does anyone have any questions for Kathy? Um, I just would wonder if the, she mentioned, Kathy mentioned um, three more schools that are planned and are you gonna follow this model with a net zero goal? Could you hear that question, Kathy? 
I did. Yeah, I actually just turned up my my um, headphones. So yes, we do have three more schools planned. Actually, we have a I guess a middle school, high school program that is going up in an urban area. We have another elementary school on another middle school campus called Fleet Elementary. And then our last school that will open is actually a renovation to an existing school to expand it into a middle school. So for our new 6 to 12 program that's going into an urban area, we are approaching it in a sustainable way, but we are unable to achieve net zero because in an urban area, our four-story school is going to be overshadowed by a lot of the office buildings around that area. We weren't able to find um, a way to put solar panels where we could achieve that. So, you know, we'll see what we can achieve at that school, but we weren't able to follow the same approach that we did for Discovery. But I am happy to report that our elementary school fleet that will open in 2019 is using the same exact approach as Discovery. So we were able to, again, site it properly. It's going to have geothermal heating and cooling. And then while, you know, right now the economic um, conditions in our country are, are improving and construction costs are higher, we may not be able to afford the array by purchasing it directly. But what, what we're looking at is using a solar power purchase agreement to allow us to use, to put an array in in that way and to achieve the net zero goal as well. And then our final school is actually a renovation. So we have an existing school and that ex existing school is actually moving to that new urban campus and we're gonna expand it. So we don't have the ability to achieve what we have for Discovery, but we are following many of the same approaches that we've used at Discovery. Great, thank you. Thank you. And we have one more question. Hi, well, my question is in regard to sharing. So you all are very progressive in terms of what you're doing. To what degree have other districts reached out to you um, or to what degree have you all reached out to others to educate? Is What does the world of sharing look like um, as it relates to others finding out, learning more about your experiences? And then I guess the second component to that is how could groups like this um, help facilitate that learning across other uh, districts, whether they be in Virginia or national? Yeah, that's a very good question. So we have hosted many folks at Discovery and have participated in presentations like this and also gone to different sites to share our lessons learned on Discovery. We've been very fortunate to partner with the Department of Energy with their National Renewable um, Engineering Laboratory, NREL. They have actually just launched a zero net energy schools accelerator program. So they're gathering people from around the country, Los Angeles, Colorado, I think Massachusetts. We're, part, we're, we're participating. So many of the school districts in the, in the nation really looking towards a model like this. And they just recently released their zero net energy um, guidelines for schools. They're going to have a conference in early May and bringing all these participants together at their Boulder campus. So we have definitely begun to share this and we continue to open that open the school up to visitors. Thank you, Kathy. And I see one question from the online audience and then we'll wrap it up. So from Jeffrey Snare, I'll just read it. Um, what happens if the if the roof 
if a roof with solar panels needs to be redone or repaired? Right, that's a very good question. So with Discovery, we're very fortunate. Um, the roof that was installed has a 20, 20 year warranty. The panels themselves are good for 20 to 25 years. So it's a really good match. And what we found is that these panels actually are very good for your roof. They're act, they act, add another protective mechanism. The very first year that Discovery opened, we had a large snowstorm. And I know our roofing supervisor was a bit concerned, you know, with the weight and everything. But, you know, I can tell you, I have solar panels on my home. And my roof is the first one clean during a heavy snowstorm. I mean, just the heat generated from the panels, it really cleans it off quickly. And it really just keeps your roof in, in a very good condition. At my house, we put solar panels on when our roof was about seven years old. And, you know, the installers there basically said, you know, it will, you know, be last longer and it will stay in good shape. And that's what we're looking forward when we're, per, we're pursuing solar PPAs. So we're actually going to receive proposals on March 19th. Hopefully there'll be good proposals to put solar on four more existing schools. And like you said, roof conditions are a big concern. Great, Kathy, thank you so much for your time. I know this was both educational and inspirational for everyone on the call. It's just amazing to see what you achieved at Discovery and we I know on our side we're happy to spread the word and share what all has been accomplished and we'd love to help more schools around the country look like Discovery. So thank you for your time. Thank you for having me.